welcome everyone. Um, I think we're just gonna go ahead and get started. So uh, we are the Pinup Pumpkins, for those who do not know. Um, and today we're gonna be talking about Texas Chainsaw, X and Pearl. So lots of lots of fun stuff there. <laughs> so I think we should do some summaries first. So if you haven't seen these movies or um, and you care about not being spoiled, um, just watch out because I think we're gonna get into some pretty heavy spoilers for all of these. I'm sorry about my glasses; they're very reflective. <laughs> um, so, Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out in 1974. It had a budget of about $140,000, but if we scale that to 2022, that's more like $800,000. Still pretty small. Um, in this movie, we follow a group of friends who find themselves victims of a family of cannibals that lives nearby. Um, this movie has been lauded for the last 50 years, or nearly 50 years, as one of the most influential horror films. Um, X, heavily influenced by Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I will not accept a life I do not deserve! It came out earlier this year. Um, they had a budget of about a million dollars, so there's really not that much of a difference uh, there. I guess in grand scope of like how much money it is. Mm -hmm. um, so in this movie, we follow a group determined to film an artsy porno in the country. <laughs> and they get more than they bargained for when unlikely killers begin to take them down. And this movie was filmed just before our next movie, Pearl. I want to be loved from as many people as possible. But truth is, I'm not really a good person. Which just came out last week. Um, similar to X, it also had a budget of a million dollars. So, like I said, all fairly comparable. Um, Pearl serves as an origin story for the title character who first appeared in X. Um, and she's a young woman experiencing isolation due to the Spanish flu and her husband's time in war while she's trying to achieve her dream of becoming a famous dancer. And Pearl was shot immediately after shooting X. So, all basically at the same time. Yep, so, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Awesome. Thank you. Do you have any uh, trivia questions for us? Um... Not so much. I pretty much laid out my stuff right there. I might have some later, though. Okay. Might have some okay, later. Okay, cool. So I think we'll start with Texas Chainsaw because it's just the most iconic and it it's the grandfather of slashers, as everyone likes to call it. Yeah. Um, but I think it's important to talk about the social context of what was going on. So it was filmed in 74, I believe. And it takes place in the year before, so 73. Mm -hmm. So it's very much a commentary on the time period. Um, so in the 70s, you have a recession going on. You have the hippie movement. Um, in the beginning of the movie, which I literally watched this morning. <laughs> Don't worry, I watched it last night, um, so we're, <laughs> we're good. Uh, it begins with like a newscaster saying that there's um, a outbreak of cholera? I, I forget how to say Yeah, I, I, I don't know, know either. Like some <laughs> kind of like sickness. Um, too soon, too soon. Uh, wars, um, an increase in murders. So before this, you know, it's very 
casual to hitchhike and people don't think much of it but as they later find out you know <laughs> picking up a hitchhiker might lead you to your death yeah maybe so... <laughs> not the best idea <laughs> yeah Yep, and it was super controversial when it came out as well. Like, people thought it was too gory. It was actually banned in Europe, I believe, for over 30 years. It's crazy. Because of how gory it was. And that's so strange to think now because we have a whole bunch of slashers that have come out of this. Like Halloween and, um, like, the mask face killers. That is just so essential to horror now. Um, and to think that, like, that was so brand new. And I, I went back and I tried to research other movies to be like, no way is this the first one that has, like, a, a mass killer and it's, like, the slasher, you know what I mean? Because it's just so common now. But really, there wasn't much of that beforehand, and except for maybe Psycho, but that's still not really, you know, it's still not the same right exactly it's not so, exactly yeah. like the same vein mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. i think um you were saying about it being banned i'm pretty sure what i read was that it was like given an x rating to start off with and mm -hmm. they had to recut it to get that r rating so that they could actually like release it <laughs> yeah and what's so funny is that it's not even that it doesn't display a huge amount of gore either no, not like all of the all. gore is implied you know what I mean and like in terms of a movie it's really short like it's an hour and 30 oh yeah and the first half is like exposition but really we don't really know a whole bunch of, about the characters and the second part is like literally sally running and screaming for 30 minutes yes just non-stop screaming i was by myself when i watched it and i was like i'm glad because anybody would be like what are you doing <laughs> but it was great and i feel like that turn too like those first couple of kills are so like unceremonious i guess like there's yeah, no yeah. music there's no build-up that you know with slashers these days we're expecting like that suspenseful like you know violin mm -hmm. music or whatever synth music where you're just like oh gosh it's gonna happen now oh gosh it's gonna happen now it's gonna happen now but this he just walks in and then it's like this guy's dead <laughs> and i yeah, feel like that they're, happens they're for the first quick. couple yeah and and not they're really like given the gravity that you expect out of that kind of kill and i feel like some of it is part because like we don't know the characters that well and the mm -hmm. other part of it i think is just the stylistic choice to be like no this is what's happening and that's mm -hmm. it that's it yeah <laughs> yeah i mean you see like two seconds or like not even a minute of just one girl's on a hook other guys getting his arm chainsawed <laughs> off and like and then you just move on yeah and that's, that's over. it like there's there's nothing there's yeah. nothing nothing else going on <laughs> and I feel like that's a, almost a little bit scarier probably even more so than um where it's like oh we have all these comforts that movie provides us to to give us an out where we're like oh we have music I know this is a movie I know what's mm -hmm. about to happen because this music is happening no it's just mm -hmm. happening to you and you're just mm -hmm. gonna have to deal with the fact that it's happening to you right right and can you imagine like seeing this for the first time back in the 70s and like 
not expecting that at all. I feel like that is what made it so horrifying because of course now we can look back, it's 2022, we have so many slasher films and like you said, um, the music and we're expecting it and we're expecting it to be long and drawn out, but um, you know, people hadn't seen anything like this before and it's just bam, bam, bam. There, there <laughs> now you're go. running for 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. like, that yeah. and like, we've grown to expect like the main character, right? And I feel mm-hmm. like even though Sally is like the main character, she's kind of not. Right. We, and she ends up being like what we would say is like a final girl, but not mm-hmm. in the sense of what we're used to, I don't think. No. Like it's kind of just like she is the last girl to survive, not she is the last girl to survive because she did all this stuff to fight back. She just happened to make it. Mhm. Right. And Um, I think there was another podcast that I was listening to a while ago um, that said that Sally really isn't, like, a special character. Like, there's no specialness to her, which Mm -hmm. we'll get into in X and Pearl, because I think that definitely is a a bigger theme. But, But Sally really, like, you know, all of them are kind of, these main characters because we don't really know a whole lot about them mm-hmm. and we, we don't really get to know much more and and the people that we we think would have survived um or would have thought their way out just don't no. and like you said it's just pure chance <laughs> yeah that she does so yeah I think seeing this in 2022, there were parts where I was, like, kind of give, giggling, because there's, like, you know, when, when she's running, and the truck driver comes out, and he's running towards her, and then he sees uh, Leatherface, and he, like, turns around and runs away. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is good. <laughs> there there were also, so, there's a really great part where, like, Leatherface is just, like, he sits down, and he's like, oh, damn, these people just keep coming into my house, <laughs> yeah. and I just keep having to kill them. It does then, seem like he's very, like, inconvenienced by the fact that they're yeah. there. <laughs> and it's so interesting to me that, like, we pin Leatherface as the main villain, I guess you would say, um, in this movie. Because, like, it's the whole Sawyer family. And really, it seems like the, the patriarchal figure is kind of having them work and do this together. Right. Rather than it's, like leather face himself that's just like oh let me go and murder because i just want to right it doesn't feel like the rest of the family is like compensating for the fact that leatherface does murder it's like no they're all doing these things together and leatherface's position in this is that he does murder (laughs) Mm -hmm. yep yep and i i think like we can get into talking about family dynamics of that as well and like you said he he takes on certain roles Leatherface does and he has different masks for those roles Mm -hmm. as well um and also you know you can you can look at this movie as just regular slasher which is kind of how I did when I first like watched well I first watched the 2003 one it's okay me too don't worry um, about it yeah it didn't happen it's fine <laughs> but but going into it i'm like okay like this is just like a really enjoyable like slasher that you're gonna put on with your your friends and like watch it you know what i mean but um 
there is someone I was talking to and she got me to think about this movie in a lot like a deeper way Mm -hmm. I guess um so I want to just quote her and some things that she said if that's okay yeah of course so her name's Kay and she said that she thought the thesis of this film would be in such a vast world characterized by lands and people that there is going to be evil hiding anywhere and everywhere and that exists because those places have been forgotten. She states that the Sawyer family is not grotesque and devoid of humanity, not because they were innately evil, but because they were isolated, forgotten by the world at large, and left to develop their cannibalistic means of survival, which by no means was their only way of survival. They could have planted crops or something else, (laughs) um, but they then had to protect their life with such brutality. And her and I were talking about, um, like, the lie of the American dream and just, like, veterans being forgotten or people in rural settings being forgotten. And she said that there's a denigration of those communities that are just forgotten and left to rot by society and not that privileged lost generation of wealthy expats, but truly lost and forgotten people. And that just made me think of this movie in a more profound way than just a regular slasher. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. And I think, you know, after this, with a lot of different movies, you know, Deliverance, I don't know if you've seen Wrong Turn, um, all of these Mm -hmm. movies, it's, it's exploitation of people just because they live out in the country or, you know, are considered like uncivilized or, you Mm -hmm. know, trashy or whatever you would want to think, whatever those movies frame them as. And I feel like this is like, a precursor to those things you know mm-hmm. what I mean yeah I I think I've heard that this movie was I don't know if it was the start of like exploitation films mm-hmm. but it definitely is one yeah. <laughs> and like you said like there's a whole bunch of other movies that yeah, do that maybe like cabin cabin fever pretty much any anything where teens or people from the city are going into the woods there's probably going to be somebody who lives out there that's bad right right <laughs> which like and sorry sorry no you go ahead. <laughs> um like if you've seen tucker and dale versus evil I yeah <laughs> it's kind of like playing on that where it's like all these city people think that we're evil but the stuff is like not our problem yep Yep. i'm glad you said that because i was getting ready to be like tucker and dale the best (laughs) movie ever great minds great minds Uh, yep and definitely texas chainsaw does that like they pit the the 70s um like hippies in a van traveling around against people who are struggling in rural settings and you know left to their own devices Mm -hmm. because they've been forgotten so just just really interesting um yeah 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 that's great insight into it i like that yeah and um was it in the 2003 version where just like the whole was in on it I saw it when I was probably like this is terrible but like 12 so (laughs) um I'm not totally sure but I do feel like I remember like everybody she went through 
to her help was like bringing her back if i'm wrong mm-hmm. i'm sorry i don't <laughs> i don't super remember but i feel like that was the case like i don't know that it was just like the family right right i think in that particular version they they expanded that from just like the singular family to like the whole entire whole entire town yeah. is involved because i do remember them um, going like through the slaughterhouse at some point mm-hmm. and also like the person at the beginning that gets in the van it was a totally different circumstance right <laughs> right right it was somebody who was escaping right mm-hmm. yep yep and um oh so you saying slaughterhouse made me think of another thing about texas chainsaw um and that is that, like, it can be seen very much as, like, pro-vegetarian meat. Oh, yeah. I was thinking that the whole time. I'm a dirty little vegan, so when, when they were like, I never want to eat meat again, I'm like, that's right. That's what happens. <laughs> I'm also vegetarian. Well, I'm, I'm vegetarian, not vegan, but... Eh, um, whatever. Yeah, but I was like... Pish posh, it's fine. Oh, man, they definitely threw that in there, like... It, it's definitely there yeah, especially I, in the beginning where um the the guy that, that that hitchhikes with them he's like explaining the detailed process of you know how to skin meat and all this stuff and the other girl is like stop saying this i like meat like i, yeah. I don't want to not eat it anymore um yeah so there's definitely a big theme of that and i think I think they, they're like, oh, you know, why is it okay for, for pigs to be slaughtered and farm animals, but let's turn that around and let's like slaughter humans. Yeah. And how do you like it now? You know what I mean? Definitely the parallel between like Mm -hmm. making you address where your food is coming from and the atrocities Mm -hmm. that are committed because of that versus being like, you know, people yep yeah i'm glad you thought that too i didn't say it because i was like i don't want to be i don't want to be that person but i agree with you yeah definitely and i think like probably during the 70s that oh yeah sentiment would have made sense anyways definitely too um was there were there any uh funny parts that you liked any more funny parts because um there were a few moments where she was running, Sally was running through like the branches and it would mm-hmm. do like a wide shot, but it's like when she's like thrashing through, but during some of the wide shots, you could see that it was just like right near her head and she's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> which made me laugh a little bit. I thought it was because her hair was stuck. Oh, maybe that but... would make more sense to me. Because <laughs> I would be like, ow. I was just being <laughs> a hater. <laughs> yeah, I mean, either way, either way. Um, I thought it was hilarious, um, just at the end, where he's, like... Oh, he's doing the dancey dance? <laughs> <laughs> it's, so it's a beautiful shot, though. It's backlit yep. by the sun. Yep, yep. And and the filming is also nice. I've heard a lot of people say, like, you can feel the Texas heat. You can feel just, like, the stench. Yeah. And I don't know if you have more insight about it actually being filmed but um i heard that the actors on set had a terrible time because they're filming in the heat um 
some of the shots, since it was kind of like low budget, they they are in most of them and like some were kind of dangerous. And I think, so you know the part when Sally gets her finger cut? Mm-hmm. That's real. Oh, that's scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they said um, that they actually had to like cut it because the the effects like it didn't look real and I'm like oh my gosh I can't imagine so I have a little trivia question for you okay how many chainsaws did they have on set not just one (laughs) it is one it's one I see if you would say it's more than one it's a bad trivia question but (laughs) with that one chainsaw because they only have one and they wanted the chainsaw to cut things sometimes they would have to spend like hours like putting the chain back on the chainsaw and actually the half of the movie when they're running around with the chainsaw did have the chain on it oh man yeah so apparently um the guy who was playing leatherface i'm blanking at the moment um but i guess he fell down with the chainsaw running and like had time to throw it off to the side and then after that they were like oh we can't uh leave that on there <laughs> yeah you so would it's think a little stressful yeah and also yeah. like um from like a props perspective some of the bones and like apparently quite a bit of them are like actual bones mm-hmm. uh even the human ones because apparently it was cheaper to get actual real skeletons shipped to them than to get fake plastic ones. This is what I read in an interview with the director. So, not all of them, but, like, some of them, at the very least. So, That's just yeah. beautiful. Yeah, it's bad to hear a little bit. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Really just doing what they can with what they have, huh? Literally. <laughs> Oh man, I had no idea. See, that's that just makes me like it even more. Yeah, though. it's charming in a terrible, gross sort of way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you could definitely not do that. Oh no, uh-uh. <laughs> the the director could could not get away with the amount of disclaimers that. too that they would have to put at the end. Paper, definitely <laughs> movie <laughs> for sure. Yeah. yeah. All, right, All right, so. Were there any other themes that you wanted to talk about Texas Chainsaw? Um, see, we've talked to Sally as a final girl, that there are family roles and dynamics. Um, so when I was watching it today and Leatherface had a lot, lots of different masks, um one of them is a pretty like femme looking mask Mm -hmm. right and so i of course went on the rabbit hole of like is leatherface a trans character (laughs) and um i like found a couple articles that said that you know leatherface could be um or they've they've just adopted leatherface as like a trans or gender non-conforming person mm-hmm. which i thought was interesting yeah i don't know if you have any on that but... no i that's interesting to me 
especially <laughs> given that like their whole family the only people that either you know are left or are still on the farm however that shakes out are the grandfather the father and the two sons presumably mm-hmm. and i don't know i find that interesting mm-hmm. and it's very different than the other movies that we will talk about um like there's a lot of family roles in all of them but each family dynamic is a little bit different Mm -hmm. so in this particular one it's pretty much all men yeah except for maybe Leatherface um and in X and Pearl it's a little bit different so yeah (laughs) yeah so um I guess I want to go to the people listening and see if they have anything they wanted to add about Texas Chainsaw before we move on or if they had any questions um, before we move on to X. So this adds absolutely nothing of substance at all, but I I just wanted to add that I have the original Leatherface's signature and that is all. <laughs> That's good input. Yes, <laughs> <That's> it. <laughs> Didn't um didn't your dad meet the lo- the actual guy who played Leatherface? Yeah, yeah. His name's Gunnar Hansen. Gunnar Hansen. Nice. That's awesome. Nice. I love it. Thank you. Thanks for sharing that fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Awesome. Okay. So no more like questions about the movie. Do we feel insightful? We will then. Move on to X. Mm-hmm. Right. So X is about people who go to a farmhouse to make a spicy adult film. <laughs> You're much nicer than I was about it. <laughs> <laughs> but the people who own the farm do not know that they are making this spicy adult film. <laughs> and chaos ensues. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yep. So I want to talk first about the cinematography. I'm going to call it cinematography because I can never say that word right. Yeah, so I'm down for it. That's cool. <laughs> cinnamon from now on. Um, but it is <laughs> very similar to Texas Chainsaw. Like, the, the house, mm-hmm. um, some of the shots, like, the panning, um, it's similar to both the original, but also the 2003, mm-hmm. um, but I also think, like, the 2003 version is also pretty similar yeah. to the original, so um, it kind of stays in vain, but, like, the front door, like, the screen door. And the steps right there. And the steps right there. It's in a farmhouse. It could all just be the same exact place. Um, Mind you, there is no, like, chicken bones and people bones. (laughs) Like, things hanging everywhere. And, you know. It just looks like a nice little normal farmhouse. Um, And the people who are filming the spicy the spicy video or at like another guest house that's a 
pretty near the main farmhouse, but a little bit away. And the farmhouse and the guest house is owned by a man and his wonderful wife named Pearl. Lovely lady. <laughs> we love Pearl. We do. She's a good time. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, unlike Texas Chainsaw, we don't have a weather face, mm -mm. but we do have a Pearl, which <laughs> uh, Pearl is our main killer. Sorry, spoilers. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, she is. So, she's like this elder lady. And the she's played by the main character, I guess you would mm -hmm. say, Maxine. Um, like literally the same person. They just put her in like the old SFX makeup. Um, and this is also the same actress that plays in the prequel Pearl. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, she, she had a lot of roles to do. She sure did. <laughs> Time. She sure did. <laughs> and I did I did my uh my makeup blue and my overalls. You killed it. You <laughs> killed it. <laughs> to be like be like Max. Um so basically Lizzie, what would you say like a theme of this this movie is about? Um that's hard. <laughs> um, I would just say, like, I never was good at this in English class, like, making it succinct, but I feel like there's definitely a focus on, like, one, like, one's role in, like, the world as a whole, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Are you that special versus mm -hmm. the universe as a whole? I think mm -hmm. um, there's also something to be said for... Uh, both like the younger characters in the movie and as an audience how people feel about the romantic feelings of people as they age and how mm -hmm. for some reason as a society it's just ingrained in us to feel uncomfortable when older people are romantic with each other in whatever <laughs> way I'm not <laughs> yeah. you know I, I think like that was really something that they were playing on like you're uncomfortable by this, but why are you uncomfortable by this? You just sat right. through an entire movie of young people filming pretty explicit sex scenes, and then you get the same thing with older people, and all of a sudden everybody in the theater is like, no, 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 no. But they watch the whole thing of the other of the other scenes, so it's kind of like mm -hmm. a self-reflection. Like, why do you feel this way? We're all mm -hmm. gonna get old. <laughs> that's how it goes. Yeah, I think that's a, a wonderful like reflection of the film and I I completely agree that um the movie talks a lot about sexuality mm -hmm. um and specifically um about older people still having like sexual wants and desires or romantic or like intimate moments mm -hmm. and um also, like, Pearl would look in the mirror, and she sees an old lady, but she also, you know, misses when she looks looked young and beautiful, mm -hmm. and that 
creates a lot of rage towards the young and beautiful people that are staying Mm -hmm. at her farm um and we'll figure out in the prequel a little bit of a backstory as to why but um just going in without knowing the prequel which is how i watched x at first is i i thought that they were addressing ageism yeah pretty well which I don't think it's addressed in one many movies ever and two horror movies ever at all Um, because most of the time if you look at like the horror characters there's a lot of old people who are horrific characters yeah Um, I forget what movie it was I'm trying to remember, but it, literally one of, like, the horror shots is just, like, this naked older woman, like, running across the frame. Is that, like, <laughs> it, it? It's, like, Chapter 2? You know? What is it? It Chapter 2? It, yeah, it, it also happened been there. <laughs> it might have been it. The Shining? No. Well, that no, also has that, newer. though. That's true. Does it? Well, kind of. It's, like, you know when he's like making out with the woman that was like in the bathtub and then he pulls back and it's like an an old lady oh yeah oh yeah 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 so there's like this this horror surrounding being old or becoming old or um and i see the same thing with like disabled people as well or like people who don't have any hair or like you know the list goes on and on of just like how they're a horrifying element but it's just them it's not really like anything more than they're just right. presenting as themselves exactly really. it's just because you know? they're different that they're supposed to be scary right 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 yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so in x It's hard to think of okay. where to start. <laughs> yeah. That being said, even though this movie addresses like ageism and old people having a sex drive and wanting love, blah, 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 blah. Pearl does that in a really inappropriate way. Oh, yeah, for sure. Not excusable. And the way she does it is creepy. It's, yeah. It is really creepy. Yes, definitely. I, I feel like yeah. everything that she does is definitely from a place of like, you know, there's there's a reason where it's coming from, and we'll get into mm-hmm. that. But it's not like acceptable <laughs> either. Yeah. So yeah, it's not. No. And I I'm gonna be honest. Like when I when I first watched, I felt really really bad for her. Yeah. Like I cried. I I I know I felt really emotional. Like I I felt the pain of of her just like wanting someone to look at her. Like, she was was beautiful in her old age, and her husband wouldn't have sex with her because he has, like, a heart condition. He's like, I can't, I can't, my heart. Um, And later they they do, and he actually does die. Yeah. (laughs) Just, just like, man. (laughs) It's a rough night. (laughs) It's a rough rough night. (laughs) Um, But that being said, he also 
knows about Pearl's little uh, endeavors where yeah. she just kills people when she gets like excited or I don't even know <laughs> how to explain that. But Yeah, I feel like there's it's hard not, having not talked about Pearl yet, but um, I think there are definitely things like she's not a good person. But mm -hmm. I think there are things that when she sees it are like what's setting her off. Where yeah. it's like, in a way, during X, it's like, oh, this is like, why, why? And then after you see Pearl, I feel like it's like, still like, let's not do this. But also like, oh, I see what, like, where this is coming from. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That being yeah. said, do you want to just talk about Pearl so we can get into <laughs> the connections? Because it's so hard to do without, <laughs> without it. Yeah, and we can we can come back and fluctuate between X and Pearl because um honestly I have the most to say about Pearl. Me too. I don't want to say it's it's my favorite of the trio because you know obviously Texas Jane's is like iconic and I I can't really say that but um I really do like Pearl a lot. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. I feel like when I walked out I was like, eh. and then as I thought about it more and more I was like, oh I get it I got you. <laughs> mm -hmm. In uh. In the beginning, I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if this is going to be good. Like, um, like the first part of it. So let me let me start by saying, like, Mia Goth, who is the actress mm -hmm. of Pearl, Maxine, and Pearl and Pearl. <laughs> and, um, she, what, okay, what bothers me is, like, I feel like she has this southern twang that is, fake like it's oh yeah very clearly very much an, like accent that but it's not very good um nothing to her acting because her acting is phenomenal mm -hmm. it just that that just little that just sets Gets me you. off I don't know <laughs> it's very much like a a Dorothy like mm -hmm. <laughs> very yeah. very extra I guess about yeah it. yeah and um when you're first watching it you know she comes off as a caricature, mm -hmm. a caricature of I'm a farm girl. I, you know, have a big dream. Um, she's like in the overalls and like there's a part where she's performing for the farm animals and she like gets up on a haystack <laughs> and she has her like pitchfork and is dancing. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's above and beyond like the trope of that. That I think, like, the more and more that it it goes, the more and more it gets convincing. And I'll, I'll tell you at the part where I started to find it convincing and it turned it around for me. <clears throat> and that is the Scarecrow. Part. Oh, yeah. The Scarecrow. <laughs> oh, man. I'm like, no, please don't do this. Please don't spare me. But I was not spared. Yeah, I was like. Oh no. Oh no. Yeah. I see where this is progressing and I don't want it to progress there. <laughs> uh yeah. So basically what is it? Like oh okay, well actually she like finds a fly or something. She's like bicycling and there's like a fly on her. So it's um oh, when so there's a point where she has to go to town to get her father some more medicine. Mm -hmm. Um, and during that, she finds, or she finds a theater, and she goes to see a dancing show, 
because she wants to be a dancer and she's really impressed by that. And mm-hmm. after that, she meets the projectionist, right? Right. And they talk about some things. He basically, you know, he's like, I don't, I don't have the bug. You can talk to me, which like being in COVID time still currently, uh, when people say that to me, I'm like, please just stop talking to me. But she's, she's all into it because she's been trapped on her farm forever. She's down mm-hmm. for this guy to talk to her. Anyway, he gives her the, um, a frame from that movie, and that's what she tucks mm-hmm. in her pocket. So that's what she loses when she's uh, uh, biking. Oh, okay, because it happened so quick that mm-hmm. I was like, what was that? Because literally after that, so it, like, flies out of her pocket, right? Mm-hmm. Um. And then all of a sudden, she gets off her bike, and she's going through the corn. And I'm like, girl, what are you doing? Why, <laughs> Why are you, you so distracted? <laughs> she's, just, she's just going through a, some some corn. Yeah. Um, it's corn. Uh, <laughs> but, and then it comes to a clearing. And there's this, like, big, kind of creepy scarecrow guy just chilling on a cross. Um, yeah. And what's the first thing she does? She gets up next to the care the scarecrow and she's like, May I have this dance? And then this woman, she just takes the scarecrow down and like takes off his hat and like puts on the hat and just starts dancing around with the scarecrow. And it is so fucking funny. It is <laughs> so funny. It is hilarious. It's hilarious. Um, it's so awkward. It <laughs> And then at, at that point, and it gets more ridiculous, but like at that point, I'm like, okay, I know for sure that they are, they, they know that she's a caricature and they're just playing on this now. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's, she's dancing. And then, and then after they're done dancing, she like swoops the scarecrow down and then like uh. makes out with it. And it's so Gross. The fact that you can see her tongue is the worst. I, I, every time it came out, I was like, please just put it back in your mouth. I don't want that. No, nope, This is nope, weird. Nope, nope. And the scarecrow was like creepy and nasty. It's probably mm. all like moldy. Mm-mm. And like, you know that the inf- like influenza is going on. Yeah, so and, true. Like, so us being in COVID times, like, can you imagine just like going to something that looks grimy and disgusting and then just like licking all over it like couldn't be me (laughs) so gross um well anyways one thing leads to another and then she's fucking scarecrow she got i mean like dorothy turns spicy yeah that was (laughs) something i was like please no and then it just kept happening but yeah so (laughs) fake like it's obviously like performative oh yeah um i mean it, she is so loud that birds fly away yeah so yeah <laughs> and like nothing's even like okay if you watch it i'm like nothing <laughs> is even happening no. like and it's performative but it also kind of reminded me of x because when they're in making their movie you know it it is a performance and there's one of the one of the girls in x um, like the guy's like, oh, he's like, no, I'm actually really good, and then and then she just like starts making noises and being like, see, I can just fake it, right? You know? Yeah, she's um, like t- 
talking during whatever's going on, and then she's like, oh, we're rolling anyway. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, but it, it was so performative, and, like, I was like, ugh, that's, that's just annoying, and I didn't, I didn't like that, but then at the same time, I'm like, you know what? I feel like Ty West in the cast was like, we're just going to add a scene, and you're going to dance with a scarecrow, and then you're going to fuck it. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I did read, because um, somebody had asked me a goth about that. They were like, was that like a fun day on set? And she was like, I wouldn't say that it was like, that was like fun. She was like, but everything on set is kind of fun because we've already done the hard work by planning it out and like you know obviously I'm paraphrasing but we've already done the the hard work by planning it out and writing it so now we're just gonna go to set and just kind of like see what happens and I guess that's what happened and she didn't say anything bad about it so I guess she had a good time yeah yeah but yeah I was like did we really need to add that okay okay but I kind of like I don't know. I don't know how I'd feel if it wasn't in there now, you know? <laughs> My theater had, like, only two other people in it, or two other couples, and so, like, mm-hmm. while it was going on, I'm just kind of like, I don't want to be seen right now. <laughs> I went with, like, my friend, and I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, but yeah, yep. So, that just gives you um an idea of how fun this movie is but anyways after that uh she when I say she's a caricature um I think that they then started to play on that to a great advantage of the film in the sense that Pearl wants to be a big star and she doesn't care how she's going to get there she needs this to happen like she doesn't just want it to happen there is no other option for her like she needs to be be a dancer she needs to perform and have the whole world love her and most importantly she needs to get off that farm and get off that (laughs) farm that's that's for sure um yeah so we we get a development of Pearl's character starting with she's like dancing for her animals and then a goose comes into the barn and then she just takes her pitchfork and like stabs this goose yeah and then goes and goes and feeds it to an alligator (laughs) yeah um so right off the bat we're like why yeah and there's no reason there's no reason why she's just she's just like I'm gonna I'm gonna stab this now and feed it to my alligator. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but things get progressively worse and worse. Uh, you know, Darga does animals and then it kind of moved on to larger things. Yeah. Um yeah, so let me see here. I guess before we talk about her character development. We should you talk maybe, about like, the family yeah. dynamic mm-hmm. and the farm and why she wants so badly to get off of the farm. Mm-hmm. So, Desi, do you have any um, thoughts on that? 
Just a little bit. I mean, she lives with her mother and her father, and her mother and her act as her primary caretakers of her father because he's been ill, presumably by the Spanish flu. Did they say that? Or I wasn't sure. Yes. So he, from what I remember from the movie, he became disabled. So he's a disabled man and he's in a wheelchair um, and he cannot speak verbally. Um, but he became disabled after getting influenza, and then that is what, yeah, it's just kind of what happened. Um, I think the mother says that mm-hmm. okay. during dinner at one point, but yeah. Yeah, because, um, the father of this family is disabled, they're living on this farm and the mother is basically taking up the farm duties like you know dealing with the crops and things like that and the daughter pearl is taking care of the animals mostly but it, they have been mm-hmm. struggling because you know times are difficult and it's just them two out there now basically um like trying to keep the farm going for their family mm-hmm. right and something else to mention is that oh this story set in 1918 um and the mother is a german immigrant mm-hmm. i believe um as well as the father because he was in the war i believe maybe yeah i'm maybe not, not i don't I'm know not sure don't quote me on that but mm-hmm. um they came to america and this is also during a time where, like, people were struggling for money, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah, I believe it's, like, um, the very end of World War One. I, I think. Yeah. So. Yeah, so that gives you kind of um, an idea of, like, they really had to be con- conscious of how they're spending their money and the food that they're making, and all that sort of thing. And um, Pearl is careless about her responsibilities and her duties. Not in the sense that, like, you know, she does do them, um, but she also, she doesn't want to. Anyways, the setting is 1918. They're on a farmhouse. The patriarch is disabled. The mother is kind of taking the form of the patriarch, I guess. Um, And it's a really interesting dynamic in conjunction with Texas Chainsaw because, like I said before, you know, you have all men in that family dynamic, presumably. Um, But then in this one, it's very Mm woman-focused. And there's a lot of women characters Mm -hmm. in the film i think is it's mostly focused on them you know Mm -hmm. there's so much to say i know it's hard to choose what's next um let's see let's just 
<laughs> okay, so basically, like we said before, um, Pearl wants to be a star. There's nothing that is going to stop her. That's what she wants. And this is increasingly <laughs> a point of conflict between her and her mother, because Pearl does not want to be on that farm. She doesn't want to be taking care of the animals. She doesn't want to be helping to take care of her father. And she does not care about the well-being of the family above the well-being of herself, meaning that she has to leave, she has to be someone, and everyone needs to love her. And her main motivation throughout this whole movie is doing that, trying to be that, and trying to get there, no matter what the risks are for anyone, even death. So, um, you know, she meets people on the outside, and they're encouraging her to go for her dream, not knowing that what's going to get her there in her mind is going to be the demise of many people. <laughs> yes. Yes. So um, I think we talked a little bit about the American dream and Texas Chainsaw, mm -hmm. but this really takes it to a whole new level because Pearl wants to be this dancer and she will stop at nothing. And she... We'll just talk about the scene, so spoilers ahead, but there's a scene where she comes to dinner, and I want to just say that everything that happens, happens during dinner, which I think is is a, a very, like, purposeful choice that Ty West did, because when you think of dinner you think of family and like the nuclear family and that's like the time that you spend together and they have a it's like a tradition and they start each dinner by saying the lord's prayer and then so when when pearl first went out to go get her father some medicine um he came back and she gave the money back I'm sorry, there's and... a dog barking outside my window. If anybody can hear that, I apologize. Oh, no, you're good. I, I, I can't hear it. So. <laughs> um, but she, she came back, and the mother saw that she was short eight cents. And she's like, Pearl, where did this eight cents go? And Pearl ends up saying, like, you know, she spent it on some candies or something for the ride back. Um, and her punishment is that she doesn't get dinner uh, and she gets sent to bed um, after she's excused though <laughs> um, and so each of her punishments kind of like happen around the dinner table and then time goes on she goes and sees the picture she meets the man who um, displays all of the the movies and spends money to see a movie, I believe. Mm -hmm. And she brings back the um, the pamphlet. And in another dinner scene, her mother finds the pamphlet and puts it in front of her and is like, what is this? And that just... Uh, it gives, it gives it's some of Pearl some rage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pearl got very angry. The mother got very angry. Um, so also what I want to say, Pearl's husband is in at like in war. 
he's away. He's at war. And the sister-in-law has invited Pearl to audition for this dance troupe for the church um, that is going to tour a couple different states. And at first, like, Pearl's keeping it a secret, but then when she's confronted with the pamphlet by her mother, she's like, I have an audition tomorrow and I'm going and there's nothing you can do that will stop me. And the mother's like, you're absolutely not going to go um, because you have responsibilities here at the farm. You have to take care of the farm. You have to take care of, you know, your disabled father and and her. Um, you know, she just had a lot of other responsibilities. And one thing leads to another. Mm -hmm. The mother is very angry. She's talking about how much she sacrificed, um, which I think is important because during this time, a lot of people would come to the U.S. to fulfill that American dream. Mm -hmm. And I think that this family in particular saw that that American dream that was promised them was stifled. And it didn't happen um, because, you know, the mother says that she didn't expect to be taking care of her husband. You know, she she just expected a different life, basically. And uh, they yeah. they start yelling. And um, I do want to say before before this happens, there is yeah. a, there is a moment where Pearl is like, "I'm going to do this. If I fail, I'll come back." And I'll, I won't ever bring it up again. And the mom is basically like, yeah, right. <laughs> when you mm -hmm. come back, not everything won't be the same is basically what she says. Right. Okay, continue. Right. <laughs> yes. And then they, they get into an altercation and basically uh, Pearl pushes her into a fire and then she catches fire and <laughs> she burns. Um, and then she's like still alive, but, you know, she's she's very badly burned. And her father is just like, sitting there watching this happen and he can't do anything because he, he can't move he can't speak and he's just watching his wife being caught on fire by his daughter um this poor man uh, and, yeah like anyways she i think she leaves him there right yes she just leaves him i believe so for now yeah she she leaves him. She puts her burned mother in the basement. <laughs> um, and then she goes and sees the guy who does the movie pictures or whatever. So basically she goes to him and like has like an affair because she's married and you know. Um and then it's the next day, and she has the audition, <laughs> and she, like, the, the guy drives her to her house, and she's like, wait a minute, let me go inside and check on a few things mm -hmm. before you come inside, and there's food that's, like, rotting, um, there's a pig outside that's, like, full of maggots because um, the sister-in-law... And her mother tried to drop off a pig for the family. 
and the pearl's mother was like we don't accept charity you know and so they just have this pig that's like sitting on the front porch covered in maggots and like yeah anyways uh eventually pearl shows the guy the barn um introduces to all of her animals who are her greatest audience and then is also like they go back into the house and he hears like thumping or something and he's like you know what is that like he thought it could be her father and she's like it's nothing it's nothing and he's like you know we should probably go and check and she's like no 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 like it's it's not anything um and then she just like progressively starts to act weird and she lies that it's a dog in the basement and like and she's catching on to like, like oh we don't have a dog because she forgot that she said they have one yeah <laughs> yeah he was like oh what's your dog's name and she's like oh we don't have a dog he's like, he's like uh like, what <laughs> yeah so then at that point he's like things are getting kind of weird you know like good luck on your rehearsal or like your um your audition i'm gonna skidoo out of here yeah see you later and all of all of him coming over was under the premise that he was just going to take her and they were gonna leave like she was just gonna pack Mm -hmm. up her things and they were gonna go to europe or wherever like she wasn't gonna worry about her family she wasn't gonna worry about her husband she was just gonna leave with this guy and then Mm -hmm. he starts freaking out a little bit because she's being very weird and he tries to leave, and this is not okay <laughs> for Pearl. Oh no, no Pearl like goes into like a screaming fit. Um, and I I give Mia Goth lots of props for all of her roles that she does because she can really convincingly scream. Yes. And... <laughs> but she's like screaming at him. Um, she's asking him, like, why isn't she good enough? Like, why is she, why is he afraid of her? And all these different things. And then he's like, no, like, you know, I really do genuinely wish you luck. I'm just gonna, gonna go right now. But she doesn't like that. So she comes out with, at him uh, as he's, like, driving away. She just takes a pitchfork and, like, comes and gets him. Right to the the chest and then the face and yeah, you know, good horror movie fun fun stuff. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, she he he's in his car, so she just goes ahead and pushes the car right into the lake or a pond, whatever, mm-hmm. and goes mm-hmm. back inside and starts to get ready for her dance audition. But first, she has to take care of some other stuff. So. Yep. <laughs> yep. So uh she uh, Oh man, I, there's uh there's so much to get into. Um but basically she before her audition, she makes sure her mother is dead and then she kills her disabled father, which is not not none of it is great none of it's great no. um but she like literally she wants to dream this american dream so bad and she needs to be famous 
and to be this dancer that she will kill her family. Yeah. And it's also awful <laughs> Just because... Just for the chance. Right. And she sees it as, like, not, like, I can't leave you here because you need help and you need somebody to help you. The way she sees it, because she is so self-involved, is I can't feel guilty if I leave you here. Yep. Which yep. is some pretty big insight into how much she is so self-important. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I will go deeply into, like, disability, mm-hmm. like, after we get through just, like, the general kind of, like, plot of yeah. what happens, we can go deeper into each of the themes, mm-hmm. but there's so much. There's, there's so much. <laughs> so, she goes oh, to this dance audition, and um, she's there with her sister-in-law. Girls are coming in and coming out, you know, pretty quickly you know, crying. Clearly it wasn't them. It's her sister-in-law's turn up next. She's, you know, very pretty, blonde. She comes from money. They don't really have to work for a living. None of that. And she's too nervous, so she lets Pearl go first. And Pearl performs her heart out. She does the best dance she's ever done, which is what she says. Um, There's this whole montage of her dancing behind her. It's like the war, fireworks, bombs going off. She's like, a real, I don't know what they used to call them, victory girls or something, maybe? Oh, I'm not I'm sure. not sure, but not the, sure. the people who, you know, dance for the war and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And um, she gets through her dance and they're like, I'm sorry, no, you're not good enough. It's just not what we're looking for. And she can't accept this and she's begging them, you know, please, please, like, you can't do this to me. And they're like, we just need somebody who's blonde and all-American, and you're not that. And this, like, hurts her so much that she's, like, screaming help because it it is physically hurting her how much she wants this and how much she can't have it. And she, you know, leaves, she's sobbing, and, you know, while she's going through all of this, you know, her mom, a, a picture in her mind, I guess, of her mom is one of the judges and basically saying like you're not good enough you're not special mm-hmm. and then she goes outside and is upset and presumably during all of this her sister-in-law has gone and performed and she's like it's okay it's just a church group it's not a big deal i'm just gonna take you home so she takes her home mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> she takes her home and um you know, she's trying to be a good sister-in-law, and they go into the kitchen, and they have two glasses of milk, which is a connection to X, because there's a part where Pearl and Maxine have, like, some lemonade. So, again, it's very much, like, at this table, you're having a, a drink, you're having food, you know, this very familiar, like, conversation mode or whatever. Um, and the, the sister-in-law is like, okay, tell me what's going on and Pearl's like I don't feel like I can like there's so much that I want to say there's so much I'm going to say to you know your brother my husband at war and she's like okay well just pretend that I am him and just you know practice saying it and so Pearl does and she um she has this very very long monologue I think it's like nine minutes in the theater (laughs) Yeah, it was very, it was, like, very long. Just And it's just 
focused on her. You don't see the sister-in-law's face, it's just her, and, you know, at first it, it sounds like kind of innocent, and then it kind of gets into, like, oh, I've done some things that I, I wish I didn't. Like, at first it started with animals, and then it just, you know, you know like, and just some, like, red flag stuff that she is saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of it, the sister-in-law is, like, very freaked out, obviously, but she's trying to hold her composure and not show it. So she's at the other side of the table and you can see her trying to think like how can I cleverly get out of this situation mm-hmm. without putting myself in danger and and this whole monologue and... during it um Pearl is just saying like I don't feel like I'm like other people I think something is wrong with me I don't like it when people look at me like they're scared of me I I need to be this I've been on this farm my whole life and my husband was supposed to take me away and then he left me and I've been here and I'm going to continue to be here and my dream is dead and and that's kind of how she's going and basically saying like I killed my mom I killed my dad I killed this guy after I had sex with him sorry about that (laughs) Like, she feels guilt about, like, the affair, but nothing else. Yeah, I feel like it's hitting her where she's like, oh shit, I really did this. Like, this is really my life right now, and she's letting it all out on the sister-in-law. Sorry, you can continue, I just wanted to add that. Okay. No, yeah, no, that that's very, very good. I'm glad you, you've added that. Um, but yeah, so, like, the sister-in-law is trying to figure out a way to get out of the situation uh safely um and you could just tell on her face like i feel like she would do something that a lot of us would like okay let's like not make pearl upset because it's just gonna escalate the situation and she almost does make it um so she like pearl's like do you think something's wrong with me? And the sister-in-law's like, no, no, I don't. Like, um, and she, you know, just keeps asking her certain questions and the sister-in-law says all the right answers. And then, um, girl's like, you know, good luck at the dance, like in the dancing group because she, she just knew that her sister-in-law yeah. Got the role, but the sister-in-law says, like, no, I, I didn't get the part either. And Pearl's like, you know, don't lie to me, like, tell me the truth. And I think I'm really not sure actually if the sister-in-law got the part or not. Like, I don't think that she did. Yeah. But I think she just said that she did so she could get away. Yeah. She was like, and... Yeah, dancing around Texas. Like, she truly does not think this is a big deal at all. She's like, yeah, it's a yeah. church dance group that goes around Texas. Like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And so, um, she's leaving. Um, she's like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go now. And she leaves out the door. And she, like, closes it very quietly. And she's just walking. And she's walking and she's walking. And then, like, Pearl, my I add, is in this, like, bright red dress. And, um, 
I don't know what it is that triggers triggers it. Do you remember, Kelsey? What? Why she goes out there? Yeah. I think I think she's just sitting in there and thinking about like she's acting like she's okay with the fact that the sister-in-law got the part, whether she did or didn't. Um, and I think that once she leaves, she's like, oh no, she's not leaving and doing this. If I can't have it, like she was saying, like it has to be me, it has to be me. And I think in her head, she's like, if I don't have that part, then she's definitely not getting it because she gets everything she's ever wanted. Mm-hmm. So I think that right, she's right. sitting with that and then it's like, oh no, I can't let her go. <laughs> yep. So she uh she runs outside and she grabs an axe that's like right next to the door. Um and the sister law is like starting to run in her little high heels and Pearl's like coming on mm-hmm. coming after. Um and you can guess that um the sister-in-law obviously trips because nobody can not trip in a horror film. <laughs> but, uh, and then she gets it straight to the back. Um, and then there's this beautiful, and I mean beautiful montage of just like Pearl like chopping up her body parts. I know that sounds so no, bad. No, it is. The way it's stylized is very beautiful. and uh... it's, really, it's really good. <laughs> yep. And, um, and like, I don't know how they, they filmed that because like they cut off the head and they cut off the arms and it looks so clean. Yeah, it does. I, I do like so that in X and, um, Pearl, obviously they're CG cause we're in 2022 and there has to be, but the use of practical effects for a lot of it was like really good. That's what I want to see. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 I agree. I agree. I think it was very realistic. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So she's just chopping up her good old uh good old sister good old body part. <laughs> yep. And then um then she goes back to her life at the farm and she's like, Well, you know, I promised my mom I would come back yeah. if I didn't uh if I didn't get this role and that I would be on the farm and she would be right and Pearl's stuck to her promise and she comes back um, and then she takes her deceased mother and father, place them at the dinner table um, and then place the pig that's rotting with maggots like as the centerpiece and is like has this like nice dinner layout and then her husband comes home from war and walks through the door and she's just like hi! <laughs> And then there's I'm like so glad you're back. ten minutes. There's ten minutes of her just staring like, and it progressively gets so painful looking, and then it's done. Yeah, but yeah, I I do yeah. think it had to have been like weeks to months that he before he came back between her setting the table and then because the new food that she put out with the pig was also starting to get really moldy, so they right. had to have been sitting right. there for like weeks. Before he even got yeah. back. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. You know, I think yeah. I think she saw once that dance didn't go well and she didn't get that part, I think everything crumbled in her where she 
starts she sees a mirror of herself and she's like oh no what have i done not that she regrets mm -hmm. any of it but just like my life's not going to be the same and i'm like she said um like all this suffering was for nothing because mm, yes everyone suffered because of you and you didn't even get the thing that you wanted so mm -hmm. now we're at this yep. place and i thought yep. as soon as it ended i was like what are his actions after this is he afraid yep. of her does he care so much for her that he's willing to adjust his life to be what she needs it to be because they're going to be on the farm forever anyway so does all he needs to do is keep people away like how does the next like 60 years ago <laughs> i have no idea but they leave you to fill in the blanks because during x he's there with her yeah. and he knows what happened in the past he knows about her killing sprees and and like he when she does it in x he helps her with it or like yeah. helps her cover it up and it like seems like they sure. had done it before maybe many times with people staying there and oh yeah from what it seems like to me like having seen pearl now thinking about x like things make more sense because her whole life right she's sexually repressed in some mm -hmm. way she feels like she is other than. She is, like, chained to this life on the farm for, like, her whole life, like, you know, 80 years or whatever. And she had to give up on her dream. And then there's this group of young people coming in onto her property, the place that she has been stuck for 80 years. And mm -hmm. they are starting something with a girl, you know, that looks just like her or whatever, with similar things, and they discuss their dreams. And mm -hmm. she's seeing this girl that has the same dream as her be the star of a movie and have her dream and, you know, see what she can't have is playing out right in front of her. And she can't even have her husband at this point because, you know, health issues or whatever. And, you know, I you can imagine, like, having seen her early life and, and how badly she wanted to get out then, how bad that must feel for her to have to see that on her own property mm -hmm. in the place that she's never left. Like, right. you know, you kind of right. feel for it then. And not like it's excusable for stuff she does, but you do kind of get that heartbreak, like, oh, I get it. And thinking back to it, mm -hmm. I thought it was funny because I remembered um, Howard was talking about um, Bobby Lynn, the, the blonde girl in X and mm -hmm. he was like oh she's like pretty how about her and she goes I don't like blondes and yeah. it made it make so much more sense because the end of her dream was because she wasn't a blonde girl <laughs> so yep, obviously exactly. the blonde girls gotta go <laughs> mm -hmm. so yeah and, I just felt and... good to see that like all come out yeah yeah, I, I will also agree with you that, like, once I saw Pearl, I had a better appreciation for X. Because mm -hmm. when I saw X, like, it didn't wow me, but, it, like, I didn't dislike it either. Like, I loved that it had this different antagonist, you know, like, like we, like we talked about um, the, the older woman. But I was like, where are they kind of going with it? Like, I feel like 
it kind of lacked on what it was trying to say or mm-hmm. it wasn't saying maybe that's just me but it was like wasn't very it felt like you had to dig a little bit more to find what you were looking for versus like having the inside of pearl it's right there <laughs> right exactly and i know you've said before you you like movies that explain why yes i do that's my favorite thing (laughs) and this movie attempts to explain why but even so you're still like okay but but why because like it makes more sense but she's still like she still doesn't have to resort yeah i i do think there's definitely some sort of she's dealing with something that she can't control like mentally Mm -hmm. and you know it's 1918 she is already seen as other and frightening by her family and i you know i think part of her mother keeping her in was part of it was because of the spanish flu and i think the other part of it was she was worried what would happen to her daughter if other people saw the things in her that she saw in her and i think that like had it not been 1918 and you know we had treatment that wasn't involuntary asylum and neglect you know maybe that wouldn't have been the result for her but i think with whatever was going on with her in you know her husband's gone she's alone there's the flu she can't see anyone she can't do anything she wants she has this dream all of it is just building up and building up and building up and at some point she just breaks Mm -hmm. Hmm. yeah that's that's interesting way to to look at her and i I appreciate that insight because um, I, I will be honest, I kind of like it was hard for me to figure out how I felt about her. Yeah, I I, I definitely don't feel like she did bad things. I don't feel like she, anything that she did is like excusable, but I can kind of see it where she even even herself, she's like, I don't feel like other people. I think there's something going on. And nobody's willing to hear right. that from her. And I I think she she even knows, like, this is not what's supposed to be happening. And I think, you right. know, all of it kind of stems from that place. And I think everything that happens to her after that point is just, you know, making it worse. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, you know, we've seen COVID isolation. That is really rough on a lot of people, particularly people that already struggle with you know, mental illness and things like that. And, you know, Spanish flu, like, isolation is very similar. And I can imagine that whatever is going on with her, that adding that to it is not going to make that any better. So. No. No. Definitely not. But yeah. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. (laughs) That's awesome. All right, so I think we are going to, um, now that we have, like, the general thoughts about her um, and about, I think we can get into a little bit deeper themes. Mm-hmm. Um, which one should we do first? <laughs> I think you should talk about disability. Because you have a lot on that. And I've, I've kind of talked okay. about the themes that I think are in here already. So I think you should go. Right. Okay. Yeah, so I guess to, like, sort of piggyback on that. Like, I, I didn't really... I am trying to 
stay weary of describing Pearl yeah, in that's a particular fair. way. That's fair. Um, <laughs> especially as it, like, relates to mental health. Because, like, I don't know. I, one, I'm not a therapist. And, like, two, I, I don't want to, like, I don't know. I just don't want to go there. I guess. Yeah, that's fine. I just, Um, you know, I don't want to, like, say it's anything. I just, it seemed like, never mind. I won't won't speak anymore on it. Oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) No, I I think that's, um, I don't think that's, like, a a wrong way. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that it's the cause. Yeah, I just think that Mm -hmm. it could have contributed to things. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. and the way definitely. that other people no, like, portrayed I, I her agree. made it that way. Like yeah. other people seeing her and treating her away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that and like you said, in 1918, there wasn't really very many resources. And and to piggyback on that, um, I'm not gonna talk about Pearl per se, mm-hmm. um, in that way, but I will address the disability that is very outright about her father um so one thing i dislike seeing in movies is the trope that caring for a disabled person is a burden and that is that is like a a trope and or i don't know if it's in a lot of movies but like i feel like people in real life kind of have that um that sense because I know for some disabled people they feel like a burden mm. whether it's to their family to their society to society or like you know whatever a lot of internalized ableism and stuff like that um but on the other side is like I also recognize that being a carer isn't the easiest job especially if you didn't really sign up to be a carer um, and you don't have resources outside of yourself. So like you don't have an in-home nurse or you don't have like a community that helps you or you don't have someone like, you you know what I mean? Like you just, you just don't have support in a certain way. So I'm not saying that that's not easy and the Pearl's mother, like, didn't expect to be caretaking her for her husband. But something that bothers me that she says is that um, they're, they're talking at the, the table, and she's like, you know, I didn't expect this life. I expected to be a wife to my husband, not a mother to him. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Because a lot of times disabled people are, like, infantilized, mm-hmm. and but that's, that's just another whole, like, trope of, like, them being mothered or have to be mo- mothered, and um, I feel like, I don't know, the, the other stuff that the movie says about disability, I, I think that it's it's 
progressive I, I like it airs on the side of progressive because I think when they show those moments it's more of like ex not exploiting that but like just showing that that's like some people's ideas about about it um and there's also another trope that disabled people like deserve their disability um and i think that's also kind of explored in this movie and it's really hard because it's during the like during influenza and we're all very familiar with pandemics and isolation um and, but isolation for disabled people is always like it doesn't stop when a pandemic stops mm -hmm. if that makes sense so but it, like in the movie so there are a lot of people wearing masks um and when I was in the theater, I looked at my friend and like I had my mask and I'm like, too soon. <laughs> um, but there's a conversation that Perla and her mother have. And it's after she went to town to pick up the medicine. You know, Pearl is kind of careless in the sense that she's not really like wearing a mask and she's like stopping at a movie. Um, and not to say that she can't enjoy these things, right? But um, when she comes back home and the mother finds the flyer, she's like, you have to sleep outside because you might have the bug or whatever. And there's a lot of, like, frantic behavior surrounding getting sick. Um, and I'm sure we're all kind of familiar with that feeling. But something I wish that she would have done differently instead of saying uh, she says um that pearl was being selfish and risking exposing them all but she does so in the way that she uses the disabled father as the example of mm -hmm. what could go wrong mm -hmm. instead of like ableism itself being the issue right does that make sense mm -hmm. so um she's like you know look what, what happened to your father when he got sick like do you want that to happen to us yeah. or do you want to make instead of being like you brought this home and risk just like making things worse or right. like you know what i mean he didn't have to be the example like right. it could the, focus the more on her carelessness yeah right 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 instead of just being like you know this is the worst thing that could possibly happen to someone. Right. Um, but something I do like about this is that it shows that disability can happen to anyone at any time. Mm -hmm. And it's actually quite likely um, for most of the population to become disabled at some point. Mm -hmm. um, and you, you know what I mean? So it's like like some people you are born with a disability but other times you can acquire it um later on or just like instantaneously and so i, I do like that that shows up in this movie mm -hmm. because i don't think that's um that's usually talked about 
Yeah, not really. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is why I love horror movies, because... Oh, I, I, I can't believe I didn't talk about this, but in the original Texas Chainsaw, we have a disabled character who's in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And he's the second last to die. Um, but there's there's also a lot of themes in that one as well, because... He's he's limited, but not in the sense of, like, he has to rely and put trust in the people around him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and when they're all exploring the house, he can't really explore in the same way, and they just kind of leave him. Yeah. And there's, like, this whole montage of where he's like... <gasps> <laughs> like he's like making these faces and, and he's like and come out like, here that'll yeah, be fun oh, well, they said. yeah 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 it'll be fun like and obviously they just like left him and they see him kind of as an inconvenience yeah right mm-hmm. um and i think that can bring me to the next point of disability in pearl because <laughs> when you're a disabled person and you rely heavily on people around you whether it be caretakers friends family etc um you definitely don't want that person to be poor (laughs) yeah no no (laughs) no like what do you do in that situation when you know people decide that they're gonna take your life into their own hands and she does this multiple times um and a great example is there's a part where she wheels her father out onto um, a, a dock where the alligator is. And the alligator is trained to come when Pearl calls the alligator's name because she feeds him, like, you know, dead geese and whatever else. And and the the her boyfriend that she murdered Mm -hmm. she's like alligator come get some food you know Mm -hmm. um so she has her father there and she's calling the alligator and she's like talking to him and she's like you know this is no way to live um and everyone in the theater is like oh we know what's gonna happen like she's definitely gonna tip him over and like feed him to the alligator and luckily the mother comes and like stops it from happening Mm -hmm. but let's say she wasn't there like pearl is taking his life into her own hands Mm -hmm. um but it's it's like you know he shouldn't be the one who's deciding that no you know Mm no um another part is she's bathing which uh, it was so weird because like she would have yeah it was weird like the father would just like be there and she'd like be taking a bath like oh my god this is just yeah i was just Um, like can we just keep this normal please like (laughs) yeah yeah i was like oh please don't do anything like please please don't make it and then i had to frame it Um, in my head like it's 1918 they probably are sharing like the water which she did like explain mm-hmm. later and I was like all right we're, we're cool <laughs> yeah yeah she's like I I didn't want the water to get cold or, yeah. or you know like they do they are sharing the water 
Um, but still, I'm like, you could have just, you could have just wait. Not, I don't know. <laughs> just wait. <laughs> Anyways, but there's a point where he's like sitting there, and you know he relies on other people to feed him, to give him his medicine, um, and to transport him to different rooms. And she's in the bathtub, and she goes to his arm and like pinches him very very hard Mm -hmm. for a very long time that in the and like you can just like see um and she's wanting to see if he'll make a noise if he'll respond if he'll if he will react in any sort of way and then you know he he doesn't verbally um and then she like goes to like pinch his face and like touch his face and and then like at one point says like are you still in there like are you even still in there um but one thing I want to bring up that throughout the movie is although he 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 does have some like verbal um communication but it's not like words yeah and it's not often mm-hmm. but you can definitely tell in his facial expressions yeah his so eyes you can't notice for sure face, but his eyes you can see when he's so scared like there's fear in his eyes and then like at the end when she decides to put it in her own hands to you know murder him that he he cries mm-hmm. He cries. And and so us as viewers, we know, you know, we know that like he is still himself. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that's what makes it so much worse. Yeah. Um Yeah, I don't know. It just yeah, there's there was a lot. There yeah, was a lot she's of she's that. taking advantage yeah. of a very important position and role that she has in an extremely like negative way. Right, right. And a- another, like, thing to add is, like, both the mom and her saw her disabled father as, like, a obstacle yeah. into getting what she wanted. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was, for so, both of them, it was, well, this is happening, so now I can't do what I want, which yep. sucks. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, those were some movies. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's most of what I wanted to say about the disability aspect of Pearl. We talked a little bit about, like, the dinner scene, and the dinner scene happens in all of the movies. Yeah, I feel like it's Um, the, the turning point or, like, the most tense point. And mm-hmm. in some of them, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just like this suffocating, um, one size fits all kind of nuclear family idea, mm-hmm. which is not necessarily the case. And um, and then you also have like the gender roles and that being pushed on and then chaos chaos kind of 
ensues because of societal things. Right. More so than what's actually going on. Because Pearl isn't afforded the same opportunities as her right. sister-in-law because she doesn't have wealth and she she doesn't feel like she has a way out of where she is. So mm-hmm. movies don't talk about the American dream that doesn't work. Usually they're like, you can do anything that you put your mind right. to. Um, but in this particular one, it does show that, you know, American dream is kind of a load of crap. And yeah. uh, The American dream only like works that. if you have the resources to achieve that already. Right. Mm-hmm. And maybe it does work outside of that, but it's so rare. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's still, so many there's people that suffer at the cost of other people finding their American dream. Right, that's true. That's so true. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, that's all. I think. Yeah. That's all I have. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I guess we'll open it up. I'm not sure if anyone else has seen Pearl, considering it's in theaters right now. But yeah. you should go see it, because it's ridiculous. But it's so good. Um, yeah, so I'll give everyone a moment to see if they have like any questions. Um, and then I'm going to write your names and I'm going to put it in a cauldron and then whoever I pull out, you'll win a prize. Okay, <laughs> so I'm going to mute my microphone. Think of some questions. Ask us questions, please. They can be anything um, about any of the movies. Uh, even if you weren't here at the beginning. So um, you can type those out or unmute and ask. As a, a, a great treat for listening to us this whole time. Um, the winner is Loki Bear. <laughs> okay, so uh, you win. You win a prize. So I will be in contact with you about what you want and if you want to win next time just just join our lives and you'll win a prize yeah but you're my prize ruby oh <laughs> oh thank you <laughs> so sweet awesome all right well thanks for tuning in y'all yeah thanks thanks folks Thanks. That's all, folks. <laughs> okay, so um, I will be in touch to give you your prize. And until then, stay spooky. Stay spooky. Sorry, I was slow. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs>